of, um, across the stage nice and neat. But how um, fantastic is it to be here in church today in this kind of setting? And on behalf of our lead pastors, I want to extend a very warm welcome to you all here in this service. If you haven't met me before, my name's Carissa. I'm a mum of two kids. Both my kids are in high school now. I have a dog named Stella and I'm married to Matt O'Connor. And um, if you're here for the very, very first time here in church, you might be thinking, well, this is a little bit different. And you might even be thinking, I knew that there were Pentecostals, but there is even more dancing than what I was expecting. (laughs) But it's so great for us to be here. Our kids-led service is something that we hold every year if you're new to our church. The reason why we do this is because part of our commitment, Dan and Ali, Pastor Dan and Ali, they really felt like God spoke to them about building our church from the bottom up. And days like today are so exciting for our kids to be able to experience being in church and experiencing not only for our kids to be able to lead and do actions and speak on stage, but for us as a church as well to be able to back it and support them and cheer them on and have a little bit more insight as well about what kids is all about. How amazing was Christy O'Hara. She is such a brilliant storyteller of God's Word and Christy, like so many of our volunteers, do such a beautiful job in preparing each week and coming and ministering to our kids. And I'd really like to thank all of our C3 Kids volunteers. You know, if without our volunteers, our kids' ministry simply wouldn't exist. And I'm so thankful for them. We've just onboarded uh, 10 volunteers to our C3 Kids team just recently. So thank you for responding to the call out for volunteers. We still need more volunteers and um, I really appreciate the people that have come on. We've really needed them too. We've been hovering around 100 kids per week in our kids ministry program, which is, as we're growing, it's so exciting to see. But at the same time, we need to have the volunteers so that we can manage the growth and be able to put on fantastic programs. And the more volunteers that we have, the more touch points we can have with each child. So upstairs, we might have, on each week, we might have three or four volunteers, but if we've got 75 kids, it's hard to get around to each kid and play with them and say, how was your week, and talk to them about their world. And it's in those moments, in those little conversations that you have, is the connection points. And it's, it's like pastoral care on the spot with these kids. And so the more people that we have connecting and having fun with these kids, the more that they feel built into our church and feel that connection. But a lot of the people who serve on our kids' team wouldn't necessarily feel like they are gifted and anointed teachers or that they maybe are super passionate about kids itself. But what they each and every one of them have is that they've got willingness. And God can do a lot with willing people. And you might even find that it might not be something that you might have originally thought that you would ever like to do. But when you get on board and you might think, yeah, I really enjoy this. Some weeks we come off and we're like, oh my gosh, that was, that was a long service. But some weeks as well we go, that was amazing and it was fun and I really enjoyed playing cards with that kid or I really enjoyed having that little chat. And so I want to encourage you if that's something you want to do to come and speak to me and we can onboard you. I'd like to do a few shout-outs here while I'm here as well. Um, I want to give a shout-out to Andrea Hickson because she has been coming in every week. She donates, her, um, gives of her time on every Wednesday and she comes in and she sets up our kids' rooms, our mini kids' room and our primary room. And she does it in such a beautiful way. We call it... I, 
I say to her, um, beautiful play, engaging play, and she sets up all of these different things so that when people come in that they feel immediately like there's something that I can do. You know, I can go to that table and I can pick that up or that looks so engaging and inviting. And so I want to thank her for the time that she puts into it and the energy and resources and everything that she does. I also want to thank Marcel Lombardo, who's been heading up our sign-in team. That's a new team that we've got this year and the reason why we wanted that team is that when we have visitors that come here and even, um, you know, if you've been here for the longest time, we want our kids when they come here to feel a really welcome and fun face when they arrive. And part of the things that we've been doing with like our lanyards and our um, collector pins and things that the kids get on arrival, it's all about making fun for our kids. We want our kids when they come here to love the house of God. And so those warm, friendly faces on arrival has been something that's been such a brilliant thing to be built into our church. And also want to thank all the people that have joined our sign-in team as well to boost that and to make a welcoming, warm face. I also wanted to give an update that this year and also publicly thank Alison Smith, who has led up our Mini Kids program. Mini Kids is something that we have um, re-sort of structured this year so that we have a dedicated um, music program and a dedicated craft and um, preach message just for our walkers to um, preschoolers. And it's been such a brilliant initiative to be able to get that back since we've had COVID. We had so many different um, versions of services after COVID, but to be able to have that dedicated program for our mini kids has been something that's a really great initiative. She's just about to have a baby. And so I wanted to bring another update as well that uh, Olivia Neves is taking her position while she's on maternity leave. So if you see her, encourage her. She's doing a brilliant job in our mini kids program and I'm super proud of the job that she's doing. Well, today, um, you know, is, like I said, is such a great way for you as a church to get some more insight into our kids' ministry. Don't know about you, but if you ever talk to a kid and you say, what did you do on school holidays? They'll, you know, shrug their shoulders. And then you find out that they went interstate. Or you'll find, you'll ask them, what did you do at school today? And shrug your shoulders. And then you find out that they got a really special award at school. And I don't know about you, but when I was at school, if I got a special award, I would shout it from the mountaintops because, you know, maybe Sizzler was on the line or McDonald's. And back then, when we were kids, that was kind of a big deal, if you ever got McDonald's or Sizzler. But um, what Christy shared today was directly from our curriculum. It was week eight of our curriculum. And every week, um, we have a different topic and we run off the same theme for the whole term. And this term's theme for primary has been keep calm and psalm. And you've probably heard it and seen it on our screens each week. But our psalms program has all been about painting a picture for kids about how they can relate to God in every season of their life. We've been talking to kids about how they can take their raw emotions to God and trust them with their emotions and trust them with how they feel, even when things are not going good, or even when God doesn't answer them in the way that they would like to. And I think that's such an important thing for our kids to hear, that God is good, and even though my circumstances might not look the way I would like it to, he's still good. And so we've been... um, 
unpacking that this term. On each seat, we've got a newsletter. We wanted to pop a newsletter on each seat because each, each of our parents get a, a newsletter at the start of the term. But it shows you some of the things that we do in our programs and it's a reminder to parents that they can follow along at home about our program. We've got Bible verses in there about all the different things that we talk about each week so that you can encourage our kids. On the screen this morning, we've had a few times showing that our vision for kids is that we want our kids to know Jesus, to make friends and to have fun. And we've had a lot of fun this term. We had, a couple of weeks ago, we had our Adopt-A-Pet week. I think there might be a picture that's coming up on the screen. I looked to sight at Norellan Town Centre with 120 stuffed dogs and cats. And I can tell you the questions that you get asked when you're carrying 120 dogs I, I got so sick of telling the story, I would be asked over and over again, why have you got 120 dogs? And in the end, I just kept saying, oh, they just keep breeding. And I just, <laughs> was just, it was just easier to say they keep breeding than, um, than explain the story over and over again. But we had a really fun morning with Adopt-A-Pet. Next week, our kids are going to have a fantastic morning. They're having a space-themed morning. And we've actually got a planetarium coming, which is going to be this giant big dome that's coming. And the kids are going to have such a fun time. Mini kids are going to have a whole space morning. And our primary kids are going to go into the planetarium. And they're going to see all of the stars in the night sky. They're going to take a trip from Earth to the sun. They're going to take a trip to the moon. They're going to take a trip to Mars. They're going to be able to see um, on the planetarium what the stars will look like that night in the sky and what to look out for. And they're going to have such a great morning. And they're also going to collect a special collector pin, um, a space pin for their lanyards as well. So that's going to be really fun. We've also booked in next term, we've got a rock climbing wall booked in um, with the proper, you know, um, what do you call it, belay system and harness and all that sort of stuff. Um, so that's coming next term and we've also got our usual Christmas craft and I've got a, a Christmas magician coming in and he's going to do all sorts of like card tricks and magic tricks and it's going to be really, really fun. Well, we love to have a lot of fun at C3 Kids but want underpins every single thing that we do in kids' ministry is we want our kids to encounter Jesus. We want our kids to learn more about Him and know His great love for them. And I'll often say to our kids in ministry time, Jesus loves you so much. And I'll say to them, He loves you more than any words that I could ever use to describe, more than any story, more than any picture that I could give he loves you even greater than that. And it's in our ministry moments that we have where kids can actually stop and be in God's presence and actually encounter that for themselves that is the most special part of C3 Kids. And I've got less than 10 minutes here this morning and you know I won't attempt to unpack a preach in that. And my kids are probably saying hallelujah because you use, I use them in so many examples at the last message. If you were here, you might recall, they were very good sports, by the way, and I had full permission to be able to use them as examples like I did um, after the service. I was like, yes, you can have McDonald's today after lunch. Um, but what I'm actually going to share with you today is actually inspired from week 12 of our Keep Calm and Psalm series. And, and that is that I want to encourage you in, in a devotional style setting that God cares deeply about you. Not for who you are to someone else as a parent or a grandparent or a friend or a partner. 
not for who, what you lead or serve, not for your profession or your job, and not for what you do, but simply for you as an individual, that God cares for you. And it's a pretty amazing thought to think about that God cares for you. Next week when we have the planetarium morning, I'm actually going to be starting before they go into the planetarium, I'm going to be doing a creation message and it's titled, My Help Comes From The Lord, The Maker Of Heaven And Earth. And we're sharing a story deliberately about creation because just like historians study things like the ancient pyramids to understand more about the people that actually built them, when we understand more about our world that God created, we can understand more about God. And I love to sit on my back deck in the evening. Daylight savings is even better. Sit down there with Matt. I've got my two chairs, which I call my sundowner chairs, with a sundowner in hand. And we call it happy hour at the Oaks. And I love to admire the sunset and the stars. And it's just magnificent. And I'll often stop and think about the bigness of God and his creativity and how incredible it is that the sky can change the way that it does every night. And in Psalm 8, David says, considers and awes at God's great creation. And he, he says, what is man that you are mindful of him? Why does God, the creator of the heavens and the earth, who can do so many big and wonderful things, care about us so deeply? And have you ever stopped to think about your significance in comparison to creation? Because God has. And we are made in his image. Before we're parents or spouses or anything else, we're first and foremost children of God and created in his image. And the world tells us, sorry, the word tells us that we've been crowned with glory and honour and that we are precious and honoured in his eyes. And we can get so busy in our worlds that we can forget to encourage our own hearts about how God actually feels about us. And sometimes we can be so busy and consumed by the chaos of life, even good things like our kids, that we can forget to focus on tending to our own lives too. You know, for some of us, the pendulum may have even swung so much that we, we focus so much on our kids that we've completely forgotten to look after ourselves. And that might sound like a, f a funny thing to even think about at a kids-led service when we're so focused on kids. But I say that because it's really important to have the right balance for our own lives and our families. And to remember that God cares about you as much as he cares about your kids. And it's important to ask, stop and ask ourselves, is my soul healthy? When you go on a plane, and those boring compliance people um, do their safety briefing. Matt actually called me the fun police at work this week. And I was like, I am not the fun police. I am extremely fun. As our youth department will know, I'm extremely fun. Um, but one thing universally they will tell you on every flight, regardless of whether you're on a political, non-political Qantas flight <laughs> that hasn't been cancelled, they will tell you that the very first thing that you should do when the, um, like the oxygen mask comes down is to make sure you fit it on yourself before you fit it on someone else. And sometimes we can be like the picture of that person sitting there trying to fit the mask on everyone else when we're grasping for air ourselves. 
I shared at our Mother's Day message about how we can help to know kids, I'm sorry, help kids to know God. And I think if we ask most people in this room that they would have absolutely that desire to want to help their kids know God and that they could probably list off you offer you a few key things on that they know what to do and that maybe they've even tried it, perhaps they get so frustrated about it being implemented in their home because they don't have it starting in their own life. And so a really important question to ask of ourselves, I guess in like a devotional kind of question is, do we actually practice things that we want to do for our kids ourselves? And do we model to our kids a life of what we hope to see in them too? And it's so important to be able to help others, but it's so important to help yourself. And so I've got a couple of key, I guess, thoughts on what might help you. And the first one is that the Lord is your strength. And to prioritise connecting yourself to God and making him your supply so that you don't run on empty. Even Jesus demonstrated that he needed to get away and withdraw and spend some time in prayer and rest and recharge And I want to encourage you to practically find some time in your day, even if it's five minutes and the kids are already up and you pretend that you're still sleeping. Or even if you have to play a game. I saw on Instagram the other day someone, a mum hack, telling their kids to play a game where they lie on the floor really still and pretend to sleep and see who can sleep the longest. And I thought, that is genius. I wish I knew about these games when I had young kids. But try to find a spot in your day where you can be still and say, God, help me today, be my strength and supply today. The second one is to get your world in order. We're raising kids in a rapidly changing world and we're not responsible for the world. It's really important to remember what we're actually responsible for. For some of us, we can be unburdened by remembering the Psalm 24 verse 1 where it says, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. The world and all its people belong to him. Any old school Christians out there remember the song, I'm going to be a history maker? We used to sing that nights on end here at youth. And for some of us, we're not going to be history makers that are out there trying to take over the whole world. What God's actually made us responsible for is your world. And your world is what God has entrusted to you. That is your family, your job, if you're working for a job, people that you care for and love. And sometimes we can unburden ourselves by taking off the thought that, yes, we do care for other people, but we've actually got to make sure we look after what we're responsible for first. The third one is that order is really important to God to remember to put first things first and reassess what's actually important in your life. And sometimes that means simplifying things, it means cutting out things in your schedule so that you've got space to be able to make room for God. If you're so busy that you feel like you can't even get here to church because you've just got too many things on, then maybe you've got too much stuff on in your calendar. Or maybe that if you've just got so much stuff on that you, you feel like you literally don't have five minutes to take out for yourself to be able to spend time in God's presence, then maybe there's things that you could do in your home to be able to simplify things in your home. Maybe it's that, you know, you might be like MasterChef and love cooking meals that take like two hours to prepare. You know, find ways to be able to simplify your world so that you can make things first things first. 
The fourth one is to slow down enough to live a life of devotion and worship. Sometimes we can be so caught up in the chaos of life that even when we attempt to do things, we can't even really process them. Benny had an assignment last term and we don't really love homework in our house because I I feel like every time they get homework, I start sweating. But um, he came to me and he said, I can't do a pivot table on Google Sheets. And so Matt and I, when it comes to homework, we divide and conquer. So he's like maths and sciences. I do all the literacy subjects. And then tech workshop, none of us are like, we want to grab it. But anyway, so I said to him, did you get any instructions on how to do it? And he said, yes, I did. And I said, well, I don't know how to do a pivot table. So what else did they give you? Surely they must have given you something. So I finally got out of him that they gave him a YouTube video with a tutorial on how to make a pivot table in Google Sheets. And so I said to him, all right, well, let's sit down and we'll watch this video together. We'll work it out and then we'll see how we go. So he started playing the video for me and I instantly knew why he couldn't understand how to make a pivot table. This lady could have been speaking English, Chinese, Spanish, who knows, because he had the video set to three times speed. (laughs) And she was talking like... (laughs) And And I said to him, are you actually serious? No one would be able to watch that video and understand how to how to make a pivot table. I said, how about you try watching it at one time speed and then come back to me if you still can't work out how to do it. And we can sometimes be like that in our life where we fly through things, fly through a devotion, fly through prayer or reading the Bible just simply because we've got a ticket off our list or ticket off our schedule that we haven't even been present enough to really even think about it. So I want to encourage you, slow down. Take the time to absorb things and understand things and let them simmer and process in your own mind. The fifth one is to remember that you don't have to be perfect. David had a lot of flaws And we've been talking through the Psalms a lot in kids this term and we've been talking a lot about David. And yet, despite the fact that David had so many flaws, the Bible describes him as a man after God's own heart. And I say to the kids that God knew David and how he would live his life because he knows the beginning of time to the end of time. He knew all of it and yet he still chose David for lots of special assignments. And I want to encourage you that even though you might feel like things have happened in your world or that, you know, you might, you might feel like you've been disqualified for certain things, that God doesn't disqualify you and that you don't have to have it all together, that when it comes to getting our world in order, part of that is a, a healing process where we come to God and we say, we are not perfect, but God, will you help me to help myself so that I can then go and help my kids and the people in my world. The sixth one is to work on improving. We don't have to be perfect, but I want to encourage you to keep taking steps to improve. If you feel like you can't even start some of this stuff because you don't know how to do it, take baby steps. Often we see... It's really interesting when you see people that feel like they don't have things together or that they 
are upset and feel hurt by things in their upbringing, yet then they go and do the same thing in there and they replicate it with their own kids. And so much often that's part of its hurt and trauma, but so much too is people don't want to feel brave enough to take the steps to be able to change that in their own, fa- like in their own family with their own kids. So I want to encourage you to ask God to help you to make change in your world, that your past doesn't have to define you, that when it comes to your family and that when you come in here to the presence of God, you can say, God, change my world. Help me to break this off with my family line, that from here on out, things in my family are different. We hope you've been encouraged by this message. For more information about C3 New Hope and its locations, please visit our website at c3newhope.com.au.